The World Cup, on off the ball, covering the good, the bad, and, well, the ugly of what's happening in Qatar. Neymar can push the ball between your legs because he just sees things. Subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast feed now. Mark your card in association with Betway. Who are you backing? Underdog or favourite? 18 plus. Bet the responsible way. Visit dunlouis.net. Welcome to our Football TV podcast. Mark your card here and off the ball. I'm John Duggan and Mark your card. Football is all in association with Betway. Get Ireland customer exclusive free bets, boosts and super boosts on the World Cup and more. 18 plus T's and C's apply. Bet the responsible way. To bring us the latest from the FIFA World Cup and to look ahead to this weekend's matches, we're delighted to be joined from Qatar by the former Republic of Ireland international Matt Holland, who played and scored at the 2002 World Cup. Matt, how are you? Yeah, pretty good, John. Thank you. Enjoying the World Cup. I hope you're all well as well. It's been a controversial tournament, Matt. We all know that. But what's it like on the ground out there? Fascinating to know. It's actually really good, really enjoyable. Um, To be honest, I haven't seen much of Doha because we've been pretty busy, to be honest. We've had sort of back-to-back games. Then we're prepping for the next match. And so we've we've had quite a heavy schedule, if you like. Because of the four games a day, it's been really busy for for the commentators. Um, So I've not seen much of downtown Doha if you like but it's the games have been good the games have been enjoyable we've seen some good atmospheres and um yes it's it, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed being here to be honest we see a lot more in the flesh Matt than we do on TV so which teams and players have impressed you well I actually went and saw France yesterday um and they made nine changes of course but prior to that um, I, w- I was incredibly impressed with what I'd seen from them. Um, I only saw a bit of Mbappe because he only came on for the last 20 minutes. But honestly, see him, to see him live, it's just frightening. He's he's really got the bit between the teeth at this World Cup. Um, the, way, the way he stands defenders and then just lets them, he, he turns on the afterburners and he's away from people. It's quite frightening really to, to watch him in real time. Um, Brazil, I've seen live. I've been impressed with them. I think they play a good intensity. Argentina are, have been better in the last couple of matches. Um, Spain were good when I saw them live. Uh, there's a lot of teams that that you you feel would would have feel like they've got to win in this. Like empty seats have been an issue, but what's the atmosphere like in the stadiums? I suppose more uh, stadiums will be full now as we get into the lockout stage. How many fans travel? Have you seen many fans around the grounds, Matt? Yeah, I mean, like I say, I haven't really been out in town, but um, one of my colleagues went to the souk yesterday and he said it was shoulder to shoulder and, and there were fans everywhere. Um, I did spend a little, little bit of time at the fan park and it was busy in there as well. Some of the, the South American teams seem to be the ones that have travelled in the biggest numbers. Brazil, Argentina, Mexico, They've all come in big numbers. Saudi Arabia, obviously, it's not too far. And they, they've shown good support for their side. Uh, Morocco, their fans have been really good. And Tunisia. So, um, there's, yeah, there has been, there has been some, um, some really, really good support for, for the nations. Okay, so this weekend, Matt, we have on Saturday the Netherlands against the USA at 3 o'clock. Uh, the Dutch uh, 11 to 10 on, the USA 16 to 5. The draw 23 to 10 with Betway. Then at seven o'clock, Argentina eleven to two on against Australia, sixteen to one outsiders at the draw eleven to two. Then on Sunday, we've got France against Poland at three o'clock. France seven to two on, Poland ten to one with Betway, the draw seventeen to four. And then England against Senegal in the evening at seven. England fifteen to eight on, Senegal six to one to win. 
the draw 14 to 5. These are all 90-minute matches, by the way. The draw, uh, if it goes to extra time penalties, is a separate thing. Do you think Argentina or France are certainties for these games, in your view, on what you've seen? Yeah, from what I've seen, I think those two will, will progress comfortably. Uh, I don't I don't see it being a problem for either of those. France had the luxury, as I say, of making nine changes last time out, so they'll be fresh coming into this one. Um, so don't see any problem for them. Argentina have just got stronger as the tournament's gone on, and I was impressed with them last time out. So I, I fancy both of those quite strongly. As for the other two, I think they're really... More, much more difficult to call. Um, saw the Netherlands against Qatar and, and, and I thought they were uh, okay, but they've not really found any real fluency or rhythm as yet. Uh, I would say that Memphis Depay coming back is a big plus for them. Him and Cody Gakpo do look good up front um, and, and they're a solid team defensively. Uh, but I think that's a, that's a, a more difficult one to call. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say that the Netherlands are, are certainties to go through. I think they are slight favourites and, and you would think that they would. I mean, their form is frightening under Louis van Gaal. I think they've they've played 18 games since he took charge again. They're unbeaten them all. So that says they're difficult to beat. And and I would I would sort of edge towards them, but I wouldn't say they're guarantees. And I think the England-Senegal one's a, a type one to call as well. Who should Gareth Southgate go for then in terms of his team selection? Like Foden and Rashford came in against Wales. They did well. They scored. What should he be looking at? A lot of competition for places, especially up front. It's a really difficult call for him, isn't it? I, I don't think he can look beyond Marcus Rashford for what he's done in the first couple of games. I think he has to. I think he has to start. I'm a huge fan of Phil Foden. I think he's an outstanding player, um, and he would always get into an eleven that I select. So um, I'd probably be tempted if I was Gareth Southgate to go with both of them, and that's probably harsh on certainly Saka Sterling's had a, has a, had a more difficult season and, and not necessarily um, taken this World Cup by storm so I think that's probably an easier choice but Bukayo Saka probably would feel a bit hard done by but I think what we've seen in the first couple of games I think Rashford and Foden have probably deserved their, their, their place in the starting eleven. Does that mean you play Mount or do you play Bellingham in an advanced role with Henderson partner in Rice? I think when you get into this sort of stage, you're looking at a slightly more cautious approach. So the chances are that Henderson would probably get the nod. And obviously Calvin Phillips came back as well. So he's another another option. Um, so I think he'd probably, be, he'd probably be slightly more cautious, I think. They don't have Sadio Mane and Adrissa Gay is banned for Senegal. So will England have enough in your view? How could Senegal maybe trouble England? Well, Senegal um, do things quickly. They look to try and get from back to front quickly. They show a lot of energy and, and that's the way that they, they'll try and play against England. England look to have a bit more control at times. They can go through the gears, but I think at times they are a little bit slow in possession. I think de- defensively, they, they um, look, it's, quite, it's quite warm here. So um, uh, in certain games, it's, it's, it's good to get a breather. But I think at times their build-up can be a little, a little slow and deliberate. Um, so I think Senegal need to, need to get the energy up and, and try and play the game at 100 miles an hour if they can. I'm just I'm just looking at the outright predictions here now, um, Matt. Like Brazil eleven to four, Argentina five to one after last night against Poland. They were very good. France five to one, Spain eight to one, England nine to one, Portugal twelve to one, Germany fourteens, Netherlands twenties, Croatia fifties. I would bet way and top scorer Mbappe eleven to four, Messi eight to one, Richarlison who's got two nines, Gakpo who you mentioned twelves, Rashford twelves, and Marash sixteen. Who are you thinking that might go all the way at the moment in terms of the? Uh, Outright winner and maybe the top scorer? 
Well, I think I, I think Brazil um, and, and France would probably be my two picks uh, if I was to pick an outright winner. Um, in terms of the, the top goal scorer, I just think that Mbappe is just, just on it. I think he, he just feels as though this is his World Cup. He's right from the off. He's, he's been at the top of his game. Um, he, he forces the opposition to really rethink about how they they go about things and how they structure their team as well. He's just a, a frightening talent. So I think Mbappe would be my favourite for the, the top goal scorer. At the moment, France and Brazil, I'm, I'm finding it difficult to separate those two. What I'm getting the sense from, Matt, is that obviously momentum is a big thing in the knockout stage, but squad strength as well with five subs. You have to have good squads. Yeah, and actually, funnily enough, watching France yesterday against Tunisia, um, I was a little bit disappointed in that respect. That they, that, I mean, what you would say is they've got five or six injuries and, and that's been a real problem for them. Um, and without those injuries, they'd be able to look to the bench and, and feel as though it's a bit stronger. But the players that, that got the opportunity against Tunisia just didn't deliver. So... Whereas Brazil, you know, no Neymar, and yet you still look at the players that they're bringing off the bench as well, Rodrigo, etc. Jesus on the bench, Martinelli on the bench. Um, I just think that they they look a little bit stronger in depth. Okay, so that way providing a 50-year charity bet as always this week. If we're going to have a pun, folks, on the greatest show on earth, keep it to small stakes, please. We did very well last week, Matt. Uh, we had Robert Lewandowski to score any time against uh, Saudi Arabia for Poland. He did. And we also tip Morocco to beat Belgium at nearly three to one. So hoping to keep the good run going. I'm going to 25, uh, Matt, on Harry Kane to score any time. 23 to 20 against Senegal. Hasn't scored a goal yet. Think he could break his duck on Sunday. And the USA to qualify. Doesn't matter how. Penalties or extra time. 17 to 10. So 25 on Kane to score against Senegal any time. 25 for the States to shock the Dutch. I don't know what you think about those. Yeah, I, I think they're good bets. I mean, look, uh, Harry Kane doesn't normally go too many games without a goal, so he's due one. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see him on the score sheet. And as I said, you know, the Netherlands, whilst I was, I think it's it's good for them to get Memphis Depay back and Cody Gakpo's been in sensational form as well. I don't think they're unbeatable. So USA have got a chance in that one. I remember Marker card football all in association with Betway get Ireland customer exclusive free bets, boosts and super boosts on the World Cup and more 18 plus T's and C's apply the responsible way. Matt, enjoy those matches in guitar. Stay out of the heat over the coming days. We'll chat soon. Cheers, John. Catch up soon. Mark your card in association with Betway. Who are you backing? Underdog or favourite? 18 plus. Bet the responsible way. Visit dunlouis.net.